Hello and welcome to Create Expectations, the podcast for record collectors and music nerds. I'm Tom, let me in your pub, Kennedy, joined by Chris, rockabye baby, Palumbo, Dan, dream a little dream, Lozier, and Matt, dance till you're dead, Carvalho. And we are the Groovy Guys, and today we are celebrating Women's History Month and International Women's Day by talking about women who rock, sharing some incredible albums from women in music. Gents, looking forward to this one. I think uh, we should make this a recurring theme. Yeah, I yep. totally agree. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's too many picks to, to Way too many. Way was, yeah. too many. The My list was huge. It, it was so hard. It's, honestly, it's it's. Uh, let's just do it. Let's lock it in. Every March, we're going to be talking about women who rock right here on Create Expectations. Yeah. Before we jump into the list, and it is a sick list, and as you said, there's so many that could have made this episode. Let's... Uh, just before we get into it, though, let's not forget some women who genuinely rock outside of the music world. The suffragettes, suffragettes movement, and I want to mention New Zealand, the first country to give women the right to vote. To vote. They rock. Rosa Parks, defiance that sparked the civil rights movement, she rocks. Malala Yousafzai, shot by the Taliban as a 15-year-old for speaking up on women's rights to education Jeez. and kept fighting for women's rights to education. She rocks. Those leading the cultural resistance in Iran at the moment, just asking for basic human rights, they rock. Mm -hmm. And all the women in our lives, all the amazing women in our lives, you all rock. Thank you for being part of our lives. Now let's get into the music. I'm really excited. There's four, I mean, this couldn't be a more disparate playlist, but I. but these are four awesome albums. Big, big Why don't we albums. kick it off? Why don't we kick it off chronologically? I think with America's favorite jazz singer. Oh, that's uh, a bold, bold statement. Ella? Oh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a bold I, statement. I don't I think mean, that's a Ella, hot take. Tip for me: Ella is one hundred percent. You know, has to be in the conversation for the greatest of all time. I think when we did the greatest singers of all time, mm. for me, it was for the. Old pick, it was between Ella and Aretha. And the only reason I went with Aretha was because she just was a little bit more rock and roll pop music mm. than Ella mm. was. But uh, yeah, so, you know, when we came up with this topic, Women Who Rock, so many different, so many different albums to pick from. But I kind of yeah. want to, I wanted to not just go like women who are rock and roll, but like yeah. women who are just, unbelievable at what they do. And so that's why my head went right to Ella Fitzgerald. Nice. And um, I have a few albums by the, by her, and and this may not be my favorite album by Ella, but I think this is one of her most important, which is Sings the Gershwin Songbook. Um, this comes from a, like a huge volume of work at, where she recorded over the span of, I believe, like, Eight or ten months wow, uh, wow. with her man wow. with her manager and her manager, um, who had started Verve Records, Norman Grants. Um, oh, cool! Oh, I didn't basically, know that. yeah, they and in Verve Verve Records of of jazz, mm -hmm. you know, record yeah. fame. Um, they recorded so many songs, and it's just all the jazz standards you can think of, right? Like they just went through the entire catalog of of songs, and the Ger and the Gershwins are considered to be like some of the greatest American songwriters of all time. Right. And, and so many of the jazz vocalists in, of that era or sing the songs that are on this album, but this is just volume right. one. And of how many? 
of uh, eight albums. Oh, wow. wow. And the okay. entire the entire set. So there's there's I think I believe there are three volumes of just the Gershwin songbook. Yeah. But there's like right. the song there's the songbook for Cole Porter, Duke Ellington, uh Rogers and Hart, um, and a, and a, a, a few others, but uh, that whole body of work is called Ella Fitzgerald Sings the Complete American Songbook. Mm-hmm. And so she just knocked off all of the all of the standards. All the standards. And she did wow. it with Norman for Verve Records. And it was um, just a huge, it was just massive for, for, for that record label at the time. Because I think it was 1958, which is when Verve was like starting to become, you know, the go-to. For the jazz, jazz label. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. Yeah, this volume alone was like 196 minutes. It was a long listen. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> it's it's big, right? Like the the album that I have in my collection is is just Can a we snip, see it? It's a snippet of that. Oh, okay. So this oh. is this is vo- this is volume 1. So Matt, I think you're talking about the entire volume of the Gershon songbook, yes, which is that's like it. 193 minutes. Mm. Yes. This is this is volume one, okay. which just has, uh, it looks like 12 songs on it. Nice, okay. Where did you pick yeah. that up, Dan? <laughs> Cops Records, shout out to Cops. <laughs> Cops, and my honestly, sponsor at this point. My favorite record store. It's not pay to play, we promise you. Yeah. I, it was not a leading yeah, question. It should be. I like, should have known go. the answer. Cops, cops should, pay, should pay me um, for sure. Um, at, least, at least have our poster in the window. Let's go. Yeah, at the I very find, least. I find for record stores in the city, like their uh, their value jazz section is untouchable. Uh, there's some other stores um, where you, there's a lot of jazz records, but they're going for like 80, 90 bucks. And Ooh. I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I picked this up for like $3. Oh, nice. What? Dude. So that's, that's why steal. I go to, that's why I go to cops. Cops is just has the best value bin. Section. Is that a, is it a verve? Is it on it's, verve? It's an OG pressing Canadian pressing on verve label. Yeah. Nice. That's, wow. sweet. that's cool. That's sweet. I know Man. three bucks. Can't beat that. This, uh, I tell you what, I, I think I texted you about this, Dan. This music, like, I want Ella Fitzgerald to sing me to sleep every night. No like, kidding. It is just so good for your soul. She well, is just a songbird. Mm-hmm. Well, one of, like, one of the reasons why she's considered so great is because, like, if, if you're going to talk about perfect pitch, like, phrasing, range... She has it all, and she is so tight. Like even her scatting ability, oh, she has this like she has this horn quality to her to her her tone. Where when, when she gets into that scat, like she sounds like a trumpet. Like she's so much power, and like that that pitch. Like there was no auto tune back then. She does. Yeah. She was. She's she someone that doesn't need it. If there and was auto tune back then, it would be her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, like she was auto tune. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, she was it's just incredible. Perfect. She's so yeah. she's so perfect, and like and and this is why when it came to women who rock, like on this album, she won a Grammy for vocal performance for uh, for but not for me, which is just a classic. Like yeah. this was on my last pick for uh, that song's on Chet Baker sings, which mm-hmm. is a one mm. of my favorite songs on that album. So it's a big it's a big standard. That makes sense. So she okay. she won a Grammy for that, but she won fourteen Grammys for a vocal performance, like between jazz, that's crazy. jazz performance and pop pop vocal performance. Oh, that's nice. really cool. Five 
or four of her albums are were given posthumous uh, uh, lifetime or I forget what the Grammy award is for like mm. an iconic album. So four mm-hmm. of her albums and two of her songs also received Grammys for like all time great. And she also received a lifetime achievement award from the Grammys for just nice. being who she is. Right. Like she's just, she's such an icon. And, and, and when you listen to her sing, like it doesn't matter what she's singing. It's just, it's just always perfect. And it just always kind of fits. And sold 40 million copies. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's unreal. Like, <laughs> wow. Of course, of course she's an did, absolute right? legend. Yeah. She rocks. But this this is a very important album in jazz music. Like this is in one thousand one albums to listen to before you die. You have to listen to this one. Like it's it's her with Norman Granz. Like mm-hmm. Norm produced this record, right? He's a, an, an incredibly influential person in jazz music at the time. Like it's it's everything. It's the Gershwin songbook. Like it's this is the Ella Ella record. Like I love Ella Fitzgerald and Joe Pass. That's my favorite Ella content. But that's my subjective opinion. Like this is the the objective. This is the Ella music that you need to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, the one uh, thing, the one thing I noticed, <clears throat> she and this is going back to something you said earlier, Dan. Between the scanning, between her singing, between belting out, but the where she pauses, I found unique, and and that was sucking me. And she knew she knew when to stop, when to start, right? And boy. that and that is like really hard to do I feel and it and it got me into the music a little bit more because at first I was like "Mm, not a huge Ella fan Uh, and I just really enjoyed that part of the music hearing her and her interpretation of things and I really really like that yeah but that's kind of that's kind of like what sets apart like technically good musicians and like Mm. the greatest right like to be able to not only be so technically good at your instrument and in this case the vocals yep. but to also like just put an insane amount of feel and passion behind it which is what kind of sets it to that next level because like there are bad guitarists out there who have insane feel yes which makes them epic guitarists but when you have a technically good guitarist that also has feel that's what puts them into that best of all time right and and you feel that and you felt For it sure. coming in from the second she mm. starts singing yeah, like yep. the first yep. song, I was just like, "What? Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's like it is lounge. It's in a sense, it's that lounge music, background music, sure. like hotel lobby music, but it's actually not background music. It stops you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you'll be doing something, like cooking or something. You've got that on, and then you're just like, I have to pay attention to this because this is like." This deserves my full attention, like active listening, appreciating that skill. Yeah, Shiv- it, shiver inducing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it got me. I'm doing it on video. You people listening can't see it, but I'm. It made me like stop and rub my chest. I don't know, like you, you felt it in. <laughs> you felt it in <laughs> your chest, in your soul. Yeah, your yeah. soul. You felt, I was soul, just like. Yeah. I remember I was driving and I remember I took my hand, one hand off the wheel and I just like had my hand on my chest and I could feel like my heart beating. And I was just like, interesting. I don't think I ever reacted to music that way. You shouldn't sure, drive sure on the edibles, Chris. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm glad, like, I'm glad, especially for, for you, Chris, like I know that, you know, getting into stuff that you're not usually like yeah, interested in listening sell. to, but like, 
but that that's that's the beauty of this, right? Like it's just so objectively good that it's hard for anybody to be able to say like this sucks. No, I need I'm 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 going to cops. I'm buying a copy of this easily. I knew that if, within the first you, two songs. I was like, I need this. If I'm you don't it. like this, you suck. And yeah. that's all that's objective. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. You can stop listing. Yeah. No, actually don't. Never mind. Please don't. Please don't. Please, 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 please don't. I apologize. You can just write. We want mail. your hate mail. Actually. Yeah. 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 If you don't like this, send us a mail explaining yeah. it, and we will shit can you on air. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what uh, what would be the song that's like? Oh, you d- you don't know Ella? You haven't heard Ella? Listen to this. It's uh, it's between two for me. I mean, I have to shout out. Um, uh, Let's call the whole thing off, which is another classic standard. But it, it's, Love it. it has to be, but not for me. That's just, it's one of my favorite jazz standards out there. So many of my favorite uh, jazz vocalists sing it, but Ella just knocks it out of the park. And that's her song. Like, that's her song. Nice. So right that's, you, you, put the, you put the record on. That's the first thing that comes on. You're going to want to listen to the whole thing after that. Yep. It sold me instantly. Love it. Songs of love, but not for me. A lucky stars above, but not for me. With love to That's awesome. All right, great. Let's uh, let's go to some other women who rock. Chris, uh, you you are rocking the Supremes, yeah. And the album is the album is uh, live at the Copa. Live so, at the Copa. Yeah, the Supremes live at the Copa. Talk us through it. Um, so this one was actually a tough choice between two because. I have this album, Live at the Copa, and I just have the Diana Ross and the Supremes' uh, Greatest Hits. Both mm. both are on, or used to be, not so much anymore, um, on regular rotation uh, because it's my go-to cleaning albums. Nice. <laughs> you actually, didn't you post a video once of you like vacuuming listening to the Supremes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's my vacuuming music. It was my cleaning music. Um, so a little, a little background, uh, as most of you know, I talk about it quite a bit, but I'm a teacher, so I have, and if you're from Australia, your teaching works a little different, but in North America, we have the whole summer off. So you have like eight months off, or eight months, wow, eight weeks off. So in those eight weeks, I, my wife was working, so I turned into, I cooked, I cleaned, I did things around the house because one, you're, you get bored doing certain things and two you want to feel a little bit useful especially when I wasn't getting paid through the summer so you know collecting EI and uh, making myself a little bit useful uh, I would clean and these two albums just kept me kept me motivated um, the reason I picked Live at the Copa is just the interaction with the audience yeah, it's really that, fun that's to, a, it's a out. lot of fun it's fun to hear it's also so cheesy in the way like they say something and then the audience like chuckles like they've been at like the sign is up like it's like it sounds yeah. like a laugh track yeah. and everyone's yeah. like, and the applause is like 
Like that oh, capital. Yes, you know, like it's not a rock and roll show or anything, but you can tell on stage they're trying to be a little bit edgy. They're trying to be a little bit rock and roll. You can feel it coming through a little bit, and I and I like that. Um, the other reason this one stood out um, to the greatest the greatest hits album uh, is back in the day I did uh, me and a colleague did an experiment where we hatched live chickens in a in grade eleven. And uh, I ended up with four of them at my house over, over the holidays because you can't leave live chickens, obviously, in a classroom. And one of them, uh, who ended up being female, her name was Phyllis, was being bullied by the other chickens, so I had to separate her. And whenever I put this album on, she'd lose her mind and just, like, <laughs> sing, she'd dance along. So That is amazing. This is, yeah, so, like, <laughs> me and her would just be going so me and phyllis would just be going through the house cleaning up or doing whatever we were doing and phyllis would just you and your f- chicken me and my chicken would just she'd just follow me around <laughs> just dancing and hanging out to yeah tom's doing it right now and she'd just <laughs> hang out real. and listen to <laughs> diana so ross with me it was, it was me and phyllis's like go to go to songs nice. that's awesome so this is this is why this album <laughs> that is such a do you wait do you have any albums Eaten by Phyllis. Uh, yes. No, no, Phyllis. Or is that just that's just a good bun question? Bun. That's just a bun bun. Phyllis okay. was a it was an angel. She uh, Sh- shout out to Phyllis. Shout, shout out, to, out Phyllis. to Phyllis. I'll yeah. throw. I'll, I'll throw. <laughs> Chris a had chickens in his house. Uh, yeah. I'll throw a, a a picture of me and Phyllis sitting on the the front porch. I don't have video of it, um, sadly, but it's just me and her sitting on the front porch, and we used to sit out there in the at night and listen to records all the time because my old apartment you could throw on an album and then listen through the screen door and sit mm, on your cool. porch and then just like lean in and change the and change the records nice. so we used to just sit out in the in the summer and uh and listen to that so that's why that's why this album actually jumped out because i was debating between the two um and but I was the like, chicken no, the but chicken got it over the line so I, I understand so women who rock not just the supremes but phyllis phyllis as well it's just that when you say Phil is my son-in-law, it sounds like you're saying Phyllis, comma, my son-in-law. It's ridiculous. Okay, who's your son-in-law? Phyllis. Phyllis rocked as well. One of, one of my favorites. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I can picture that? Like Mick Jagger has a bit of a rooster-like strut yeah, when she, he's on stage. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me and, yeah, it would be cleaning up, cleaning she, up and she'd just <laughs> hang out. She'd follow you around and just kind of dance along with you. It was great. Uh, so and it's women who rock and chicks who rock. Chicks who rock. Nice, yeah. nice. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Yeah. That's that's why. And this is also uh, one of the rare albums I actually don't really listen to the words. And I've been talking a lot over the last couple of years how mm. late I try to listen to the words and I try to connect with the album. I don't know why, but with this one. The way the vocals are or the way it is, I just kind of let it wash over me. It's just kind of one of those albums that just hits me and I enjoy it and I feel it, but I don't actually like connect with the music at or sorry, with the I connect with the music in the background, but not the lyrics at all. And I don't mind it. Usually I'd be like, no, can't do it at all. And this one I just kind of let it let it hit me. And I think that's what makes Diana Ross kind of so special. The way her voice and the way uh, and the Supremes as well, not just Diana Ross, but the way they all work together as like their voices are the instruments and it doesn't actually matter what they're saying, in my opinion. It's just how they work together so well. 
but but also like the vibe of this of the show like the songs are like bang 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 yeah and they're just rat they're just they're they're rattling songs, songs. one after another yeah and yeah it's it's quite the performance like yeah, it's very I, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you picked this live album because I, I I love live albums and uh, and and you've talked you've talked about this album a lot too so it wasn't mm. a surprise that you had this. But I'd I'd never listened to it, and uh, that yeah. was one thing that that I noticed too. Was just like it, the music just washes over you. It's like you're yeah. It's just one after another. These bangers, these these like iconic serious hits, yeah. right? Oh, like big, big, yeah. big hits. Big Every, fan of the Sam Cooke cover. I was yeah. just gonna say that. I yeah, love that they pay tribute to Sam Cooke. Yeah, side two. Yes. The whole yeah, the whole so last. good. Oh. The whole thing is hits, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it made it made me think of of Sam Cooke live at the Harlem Square. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. I need to give that a listen then because yeah, I love that part. I I actually most of the time start on side two on this album. I'll start on side two with uh, Queen of the House, especially because it's my cleaning go to record. Right, nice. I throw that on, and you know. Love it, big. This is doubtfire, just whipping yeah. around the house. Oh, yeah. just, with my vacuum. <laughs> just, just love it. Um, That's so good. It is uh, this. The version I have is, I do believe, um, I can't find it right now. It's it probably ended up at my parents' house. Um, it's a British pressing, so it definitely came from Bev's collection when she came over nice. here. Nice, um, because so I presume my, it's. In a nice inner sleeve, outer sleeve. It's on a no. shelf, upright. <laughs> this one I inherited in pretty rough shape, which is also. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, no, it, it was, was, owned, it was <laughs> owned by a Palumbo. So. <laughs> it's, it's, always, it's always Bev or John's fault when your record collection <laughs> is not in good nick, or Bun Bun's fault, or Phyllis's fault. The greatest hits one is in. <laughs> In great shape, and I gave nice. Matt I gave Matt a copy that you did of the oh, greatest cool. the greatest hits of this last yeah. time me and him got together and nice. did an exchange. I actually gave Matt the uh, the British copy because it was in better shape because I felt like garbage giving him giving oh, him this one. So that's there you nice go. of you, man. There you go, Matt, because I knew he appreciates. Look uh, at you, absolutely. Yeah. And Thank it was you. in a sleeve, so there it we go. It was actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Pretty sure I took the sleeve off this one. Oh. <laughs> I'll send one back to you. No, not at all. Don't even worry nope, about it, bud. Nope, don't want it. Don't He's want an it. environmentalist. <laughs> he loves he the, like pop, the pops and clicks add texture. <laughs> not with a new needle. It doesn't. It adds annoyance. What? Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, what's the track? Do you reckon? Chris? That, what do that, you see? Uh, I'm gonna go with the one that always hits me that I love, and I can never get it out of my head once it's in there. It's uh, "Baby Love." Nice. Uh, that's oh, awesome. If you said the title of any song on this album, instantly pops into your head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That iconic. Yeah. It's 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 so good. And again, it's it's fucking Diana Ross. She's yes. There's no other way to put it. It's just queen. It's fucking Diana Ross. That's why. Just love her. They rock. 
And for those who still need convincing, how about this? 12 number one singles on the Billboard 100, three songs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and five consecutive number ones in the mid-60s right in the middle of the British invasion. Nice. Whoa. Yeah. That's big. (laughs) That's That's huge. Massive. The Supremes rock. Yeah. Yeah. Kill it. Seriously. Just kill it. And I love how this album is... The Supremes, not Diana Ross and the Supremes, Mm -hmm. Um, which was another reason I picked it because it was like, and again, I, I always call this album Diana Ross and the Supremes live at the Copa. And then I looked at it and I had to make, I had to double check everything. And I was like, good, even more, even more. So I think they all deserve credit because of the way they, they mesh together, especially on this album. It's, they do it so well. It doesn't have great review. Well, not horrible reviews, but like. Three out of five, but yeah, it's middle of the pack, right? Yeah, but I don't know why it jumps. It makes it brings me. It makes me feel maybe like it's I'm there. It's, yeah, I th- maybe because it's live, it didn't have. Yeah. It didn't get as good of reviews. We should also point out, Chris. You said it's not just it's the Supremes, not just Diana Ross. I think the lineup then was Florence. And correct me if I'm wrong. Florence Ballard, yep. Mary Wilson, Diana Ross, and Betty McLean. So that's. That, is that right? Uh, Betty Gordy and uh, Gil Ashkey. I don't know. Uh, that, so I, when we're saying the Supremes, that is the Supremes, and they all rock. Yes, all of oh, them. Yeah. yeah. Again, I only really know Diana Ross, so I can't speak to most of them. But I love, I love this album together. Great pick, man. That's yeah, nice, great Chris. Pick. I'm yeah. glad you put this on there. Yep, me too. I think it Annette. well deserved. Now we're jumping ahead by like 30 years, a bit more. <laughs> 60 yeah, I think years? almost 40. <laughs> yeah. Way, 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 way uh, into the 2000s, yeah? Yeah. Oh, oh, actually, before we get into that, uh, Alina called me out on her last episode where I was oh. talking about tapes from 30 years ago. I was thinking in my head seven in the seventies. That's the seventies, <laughs> but actually thirty years ago was the early nineties. I know so. it's crazy, hey. It's like so, seeing fashion at the moment, and nineties is the fat like popular fashion. It's like mod robes not are back. That long ago, yeah. Mod robes are back. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so we're old, and yes. that's <laughs> that's all there is to it. <laughs> so Matt. Tell us about your pick for Women Who Rock. Okay, before I get into my pick, oh man, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I almost wanted to cheat on this one and break the rules and have like two solid picks because this was by far the <laughs> hardest pick I've had to make. Really? Because, yeah, like easily the hardest pick because I had like five in mind and then whittled it down to two and between the two I was going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth but landed on this album yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Blitz. One of my all-time favorite albums. It's so good. Uh, right out of the gate, Zero just oh, hits yeah. you. And not only does it hit you, it gradually builds. And then right in the middle of the song, really like punches you in the face. Like just comes on strong. Uh, heads are roll, next song. Like, <laughs> come on. Like two of their best songs back to back. It doesn't uh, really un- get too unreal. many. Yeah. Doesn't get any better than that. This came at a time when like indie rock was like in its prime, just bringing out like heavy hitting bands and 
this uh, was 2009. It was a really, really good time for like yeah. rock in general. And obviously the indie rock scene, just great, great, great music coming out of this time. And Karen O, like, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's live. What a stage presence. She is incredible. Like knows how to put on a show. She's so amazing. I love her vocal performances, like especially on this album in particular, like she really gives it. And kicking ass like in a male-dominated genre Big at time. a time when there were heaps of huge male rock bands. Big time. Yeah, but this is also like one of those like five albums at the time that like really brought indie rock into the pop sphere, right? Yeah. Like, how many songs on this album have you heard in TV shows and movies? And Tons. Like, Radio plays. Yeah. So many. Video games. So many songs on this. It's it's really an incredible album. And it's like you said, man, like when Zero Zero comes on and and it's been a long time since I've listened to this album, probably like five or maybe five, six, seven years. But when that song ends, you're like, fuck, that's a, uh, that's the a first that's song. Such, I mean, a, yeah. such a great song. But you're like, <laughs> I looked at how long the song is. It's a five minute song. Yeah. And I usually am not a fan of five-minute songs, but that is the easiest five-minute song to listen. Big time. Because of that buildup and it grows and it just, it's so epic. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a, it's not the only long one on here. I noticed that too. Zero's oh. a four, sorry, zero's 425. I have it pulled up here because I was going to make that comment too. Skeletons is five, oh, I love 502. That song. 502. And then the rest of them are running like. Little shadows high. up there too. Yeah, uh, Dragon Queen's 402, yeah. and everything's around three, 340 and up. 331 is the shortest song on the album. Yeah, yeah that's like, crazy. They're all long. They don't feel that, though. No. Which no. is, it's a very unique, mm. unique and interesting. It's, an, it's almost an hour, the yeah. album. Yeah, it's long. But, but that's the thing. It didn't like, the feel first, long, The first five songs are iconic, and by that point, you're just like, I'm all, I'm all in on what's going yeah. on here. Yeah. yeah. Very, very unique sound, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. For a three-digit band, they have a massive sound. (laughs) It's crazy. When I started listening to it, I realized I'd never actually listened to the whole album, but so many of the songs I knew. Yeah. Like I I, I was coming into it thinking, I don't think I really know these guys. And then as the tracks were playing, I was like, well, I know that song. I know, listen to this album, but I know that song. I know that song. Like... Yeah, you could just tell. And what was it? this? Is two thousand and nine? Yeah. Like, and you think about some of the the big rock bands that were around then, and these guys cut through with that, as you said, indie sound that beca- that became mainstream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I felt the same way, Tom. Almost identical because I was like, oh, I asked Matt. I was like, oh, is that the one with maps on it? And he's like, no. And mm. I'm like, well, so then I'm gonna have no idea what this album is. And I was like, oh, I know this song. So they've got two albums that are considered like classics. It's um, this one and uh, their first record. And that's the one that has maps on it. Well, the only reason I tell, the only reason I know that is, thank you. I forgot the, the name escaped me. Yeah. The only reason I know that is guitar hero because Lozier, Glenn (laughs) and them used to play it constantly. (laughs) And Chris price used to play it in the post house, uh, like, Common space. That's the only reason I know the oh, yeah, yeah, at all. And they came up with an, a new album recently and was actually nominated for a Grammy. Wow. I didn't wow. know that. I'll have to she's, give that a she's doing. She's been doing solo work throughout yeah. as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I got her, her one solo album that came out in 2014. It's quite good. 
Cool. Do you know, I, uh, when I was reading up on them, something I, uh, a little anecdote that was quite cool, their first show ever, first ever live show, opening for the White Stripes. Amazing. Oh, we love it. Ever? That's pretty they, cool. They, they'd been together for like three months. Yeah. And they opened for the White Stripes at the Mercury Lounge in New York. That's, That's pretty cool. Insane. Yeah, they're, they're a New York how band. Nervous, how nervous would you have been? <laughs> oh, man. But they, do you know what? Like, yeah, you would be super nervous. But she's got this. I read a few interviews with her. Like, she's got her just a, her normal person persona. And then she, Karen O is like her stage persona where oh. she just flicks this switch, right? And she's, uh, you know, like all the great front people do, right? Like Iggy Pop, Mick Jagger, like they become something bigger than themselves mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. be that commanding stage presence. And she's totally in that wheelhouse. Yeah. And I would recommend, if you guys have the opportunity to see them, go see them live because that, yeah. that's the way to experience them. They are so good. Yeah, I've got I've to check them out for sure. I'm, I, I, I think where, that's where, what you have where, to where do. Where did you? Yeah. Um, Sorry, I where, saw where them... I think it's called Echo Beach. The other side of Ontario Place. Echo, Echo Beach. So Echo, Echo Beach, Beach yeah. 2014 when they were touring with Mosquito. Oh, wow. And uh, man, I, I remember I got, like it was a hot, hot summer day. It was in July. I got there early. So I was like right at the front. Oh my God, I had a blast. It was so Sick. much fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think, yeah, I'd love to see them live. Just the energy. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you listen to a band and you know live is the way to check this out. Yeah, 100%. They got a really cool guitar sound too. Yeah, like I, I kind of reminded me of Death from Above. Yeah, yeah, a little sort of yeah. electronic yeah. Uh, guitar sound. A really cool tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. What what uh, what's the tune, Matt? Because about again, this all is, of them probably. So, yeah, it was a hard. So I'm gonna go with zero, just because I think it's an epic, 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 epic song. Like, and it kicks the album off so strong. favorite song on the album though um if if i'm going my favorite song i'm going with skeletons interesting yeah nice. totally different they're polar opposites um i would like to also point out that this album is still listened to by students because it's been or by kids it's made a resurgence on tiktok there's a viral tiktok tiktok oh, video i know that going on about <laughs> there's a viral tiktok video sorry viral tiktok video um, because we are I, so old. I, I teach dance. Uh, I teach grade six and seven dance at school. Uh, nice. And I, I made them do research on a TikTok and then recreate the dance. And one of the groups did Heads Will Roll. Nice. And cool. it came on and I was like, oh, nice. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I, pa- I stopped the video. I was like, how do you, wait, what are you doing? And I'm like, this is wild because I pulled up my Spotify and was like, I literally was listening to this song 10 minutes Guys, ago. Guys, I'm cool too. I, I listened to that album too. 
I do Tic Tacs as well. <laughs> and the grade seven girls just rolled their eyes as you know we were That's hilarious. doing dance class. So, yes. so, so it's Chris, it sounds like it sounds like you need to fire up the old Create Expectations Tic Tac account and do some dance numbers. Yeah, no kidding. Oh it was one of these. <laughs> they can't see this at yeah. home, but I'm. Uh, for those of you who know my friend group, I'm Elbow John dancing. This is what we call the John Schubach special. Nice. And just a fun fact too, like uh, even um, like so, four heads were roll. Even the remix of that was a huge hit. Uh, it was remi- remixed oh, yeah. by DJ A Track, and it was it exploded. So, yeah, her, um, I, I can see that electronic side like mm-hmm. coming through because her most recent solo work was with Danger Mouse. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I can see and that it is too. cool. It's also considered yeah. synth punk. I didn't know that. That's I, a great, I definitely that's a great it, genre I, for yeah. that. Yeah. I definitely feel a kind of post-punk indie vibe for sure. Big time. And like they've got a they've got a punk mentality. Yes. Yeah. I like it. And yeah, proto post-punk maybe. No, no, no. Oh. Proto synth post-punk indie. Stop confusing Chris. Okay? Have you guys <laughs> listened to Fever to Tell? No. Okay. You got to check out Fever to Tell because it's really raw and it's like just a lot of attitude really in your face. You got to check it out. It's a, it's a solid, solid album. It's so, so good. Okay. All right. We got All some right. homework. Yeah. I like it because I'm in. I, I, feel- I was on the fence about the yeah, yeah, yes. Again, nothing sucked me in, but I really enjoy I enjoyed this. Yeah. This is, no, if I you like this, you'll love their first album. Like you will new, absolutely love it. New year, new Chris, you know, good, <laughs> good stuff. The journey continues. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll wrap things up here with uh, a woman who doesn't really care if you think she rocks or not. She just does. And that's just an objective fact. Yeah. So hang on. Give me one sec. I'll, I will grab the album. So I'm going with Aussie band, Shock Horror, Amel and the Sniffers, Comfort to Me. This is, uh, I would call this punk, pub rock. Yep. Uh, it depends on which track you're listening to. They've got real strong punk vibes, but. Yeah, big time. Uh, these guys have been around for, I think they formed in 2016. This album came out 2021. It's their second album. Um, and they're just like the momentum behind these guys. They've, they've basically gone from like house parties and pub shows to to Coachella, Glastonbury, like headline European tours. They've like, there's just a real powerful momentum behind these guys. And I think, and a, a huge part of it, and the reason I picked it for Women Who Rock is, because I could have picked this for any other topic really, um, but like a huge part of their, the force behind them is is their singer Amy Taylor and the just cyclonic force that yeah. she brings to the recording and definitely and most especially to their live performances. Like she is, I just uh, in a world where so much music sounds the same and it's really easy to just be comfortable and kind of not make too much noise. She is just so unapologetically unique and original and I think people are drawn to authenticity and mm-hmm. I, there's there's no show with her that's who she is and 
Like she is wild and outspoken and just, I don't know, she's just a force. She's just a, a ball of energy and her, I don't know, music just makes you want to rock out. Yeah, I totally agree. Like as you were saying, like in a world of music that sounds exactly the same, like she is like the polar opposite of that. Like, yeah. And you totally feel that on this record. Like I really, when I was listening to it, I was like, this really reminds me of like the punk scene in the like late eighties, just that mm. raw, like just constant, let's hammer out as many notes as we possibly can. That, that raw vocal energy. It, oh, Furious it's, it's, energy. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. I can only imagine uh, what kind of show she puts on live. To check out some clips on YouTube. I will I have to I haven't, sure. haven't been able to see him live yet, but like just the wild, she's just, there's, she, I've seen her and I, I've actually compared her to Bon Scott before and I've seen her compared to Bon Scott and Iggy Pop, but I actually, it's unfair. Like she's incomparable. There is, there's no one doing what she's doing. Nice. She's totally of her own. Um, and like lyrically, um, the way she dresses, the way she performs, she's authentic and original. Yeah. And th I think that's why they are, I think that's why they're doing so well. People are just drawn to that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I was going to say lyrics too. V big fan, big fan. Yeah, like they're not just covering, it's not just like simple, like it's told in kind of simple but poetic ways, but mm -hmm. like she's talking about like, you got capital. It's like consumerism and racism and sexualization yeah. of women. There's you know choices, which she's singing about reproductive rights. Knifey, which is like kind of ballady, but it's talking about gendered violence. Like yeah. she's talking about how she doesn't feel safe walking home at night or going for a walk in the park unless she's got a knife. Yeah. Like she's tackling really um, tough subjects, yeah. but in this real kind of punk way of like "fuck you, get out of my way." You know, like. Like I kind of got minor threat vibes listening to this yeah, record. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. I can feel that. Like there's there's just a it's got a real hard punk edge. Yeah, it's there's got a little. The reason I say pub rock as well is it's got that kind of there's part, some songs that have a bit more of a bluesy hook that are a bit easier to listen to. But um, yeah, I just I don't know. I Chris, I'm pretty sure you and my dad told me to listen to these guys for a couple of uh, years before I before I actually like stopped and listened and understood what they were doing cuz you your dad reached out to me or like through you and was like listen to this band and I was like oh all over it yeah and I was a hard sell again because I'm especially in punk I find sometimes it hard to connect with female singers, but this was instant. Like um, this one, and I wouldn't call them punk, um, but there was another band I, I used to listen to a lot, um, and their name is Escaping Me, but it's got that very uh, raspy, in-your-face attitude, and mm -hmm. I loved it instantly. The other thing, yeah. but it's also palatable. It's, it's a weird balance. Um, it, it it's it it's a yeah it is palatable but it's on the it's, cusp for like if you're not I, if you're not a punk fan if you can't listen to punk you probably struggle with these guys yes sorry I, yeah you that that's an important fact as well yes it's palatable punk if you're into punk 
but there are those, on, some of those songs that have that more bluesy hook that like, are a bit a bit easier to listen to. Which is interesting because this is on Canadian radio. Radio, they're on. Is it? Yeah, yeah. they're on Canadian radio, which is. Oh wow! On in, now indie indie stations, um, but still, I was like, oh, interesting. Uh, which is why I've been saying for a while. I was like, Australia, Australia is going to bring punk back, and they they have. It's been trickling in. Which is why dragging it back. Which is why I think we should open a, a punk, Australian punk and indie label. You know, in Canada, we could we could just bring bring stuff in. Importing, importing, yeah. I, I, importing stuff. I th- I thought that when I listened to this album, I was like, I can't believe how much good punk music is coming out of Australia right yeah. now. Yeah, everything we every punk other than pop right now, and <laughs> uh, I can't think of one outside of Australia that isn't just killing it. Yeah, all, all my favorite punk bands of, of this moment are Australian. Yeah. That's crazy. For me, yeah. exactly the same, except Pup. Pup is the only one that's not, right? Which is, it's wild. And they do it so, her attitude is perfect. It yeah. comes She's one through, of a kind. Yeah, it comes through. It's in your face, but also conscious. You were saying, you said it really well, Tom. I was going to jump in a couple times and it's like, no, that's, you summed it up perfectly. And I completely agree. In fact, I just went on Cop's website right now and uh, I added something to (laughs) something to a cart. Nice. Do do you know what? Let me know if you want me to pick it up. (laughs) There's a lyric that's perfect in um, Freaks to the Front where she says, get on my level or get out my way. That is, that is Amy Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. That one jumped out to me, and and that looking for love, looking for love. That's I just love the way she says that, right? Just let me in the pub, right? Oh, yeah. It's so, which brings that but, pub rock into it as well. Yeah, it's such a good. Con- she does the, they do that. Sorry, the whole band as a whole, because it's definitely it's, compl- it's yeah. complex guitar. I was listening to this the other day and going and trying to get past her voice because her voice is very iconic. It almost Sometimes drowns out. Sometimes drowns it, yeah. And I was like listening in the in the car is really good for I can actually change the levels really nicely. So I, I turned her the vocals down and I was like, this is actually some pretty, it, again, you can hear that pub rock guitar in there. And I was like, I, interesting. I really love the riffs. Yeah, the guitar like, work on this album's awesome. Really sick riffs, or like hard rock, yeah. hard rock riffs and, more than punk. And fast. Yeah. There's a couple yeah. things I was like, some oh. of the solos are pr- are pretty fast, and and the way she I was doing, doing a lot of air guitar during the listening. <laughs> yes, <to this. laughs> yeah. I do a lot of air drumming to Amel and the Sniffers. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it was. Oh, it's well. Yeah, the whole album really well put together. It's raw, not overproduced. It, it's 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 one of it's up there for me. It was another one of those ones that made it on my list of last year. Because this came out last year, right? This was, or was it the it, year before? It came out twenty twenty one, but it was because it came out late. It was part of the twenty twenty two awards period in oh, Australia, okay. and they actually they won best rock, best group, and best rock album at nice. the twenty twenty two Arias for this album. Oh, okay. Which, and the Arias is like the Grammys of Australia. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And so, but and I'm assuming it made the top one hundred, right? J- yeah, it reached number two in Australia and number twenty-one in the UK. And J and on JJ's, right? Is that right? Uh, oh, they would they would have tracks in the hottest one hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that's yeah, that's what I. Yeah. Um. So for me, uh, just to wrap up on like 
obviously the whole band rocks, but Amy Taylor rocks. I just love how unapologetic she is. This is who I am. If you don't like it, fuck off. I don't care. Um, there was a really cool quote in addition to that lyric about get on my level or get out my way. So in uh, the Music Victoria Awards in 2020, she won Musician of the Year. And wow. Victoria is one of our states. And um, I'll, I'll sort of paraphrase. She basically said, I'm really proud of this because people have looked me in the eye and said, I'm not a musician. They've looked me in the eye and said, our band only sells tickets because I wear short shorts. They've looked me in the eye as they sit in my green room and drink my beer and said, I don't like female singers. And she says, well, fuck all of you because not only am I a musician, I'm a musician of the year. And not only that, I can fucking do it in a lime green bikini that I love and green nail polish that I love because I don't have to cover my body to be respected and I can wear whatever the fuck I want. Fuck yeah, have a sick day. I'm really happy to win this. It's um, Amy from Amos Zippers or whatever. Um, but I'm really pumped and really proud because people have literally looked me in the eye and said that I'm not a musician. And they've looked me in the eye and told me that I only sell tickets, our band only sells tickets because I wear short shorts. And they've looked me in the eye, sitting in my green room after my show, and say, they drink my beer and they say, oh, I don't like female singers. Well, fuck all of you, because not only am I a musician, I'm the musician of the year, and people took the time out of the day to vote for me because they love me, and I feel really happy and really proud and really lucky because I love writing music. And not only that, I can fucking do it in a lime green bikini that I love, with a nail polish that I love that match, because... I don't have to cover my body to be respected and I can wear whatever the fuck I want to wear and I'm still a musician. I'm the musician and I'm really proud. <laughs> so thanks, guys. I don't care if it's a daggy. I mean it. I'm pumped. And, yeah, I don't know. Fuck yeah. Have a sick day. That was her acceptance oh, speech. Oh, I love wow. it. <laughs> fuck that yeah. Gave, that, gave, that gave me shivers listening to that. I gotta, that, I gotta, find, like, I gotta find a YouTube clip of that. Yeah. That's, yeah. No need, Dan. I've got you. That's fucking. That's fucking women who rock. Fucking love it. That's exactly. Yeah, women who rock right there. Yeah, Uh, Amy, get on my level or get out my way, Taylor. Hell yeah! If they if they come to Canada, hundred percent, I'm going. Yeah, I I, I I mean they definitely tour the US, but um, yeah, hopefully they tour Canada as well. They just did a massive um, European tour. And I think they played at that big festival in the Dominican, or they are going to that. that resort festival that was like Iggy Pop and stuff. But, um, but yeah, um, absolutely love Amal and the Sniffers. If I had to choose a song, I listened to this album twice this morning to try and <laughs> try and settle on a song. And I thought, you know, there's a couple that are a bit more accessible with, you know, the more bluesy licks that I, I could have talked about. But I, I think I had to go with something that was just perfectly Amy Taylor. And it's, the most unlikely of love songs, which is Maggot, which is written, believe it or not, about her fiance. Awesome. <laughs> Just one of a kind. Absolutely love her. Um, so good. So, yeah, Women Who Rock. 
Now it's time to hate each other. <laughs> time know. for debate expectations, otherwise known as the hot take. Hope you guys brought your A game. Because we are under the new hot take master, Dan Lozier. Insert some sort of heavy metal. <laughs> So, <laughs> this is a new thing for this year. I have unset loose Dan Hot Take Lozier on us. I've given him free reign. This is his baby now. And as we know, he will tell you you are wrong if you are not well prepared and well reasoned <laughs> and well argued. So, just get ready to bring it, guys. Who, who does that? The Hot Take just got hotter. It just got fire out of the frying pan into the fire. So I'm, yes, I'm going to take on hosting the hot take for the for our hot take episodes moving forward. I want you guys to bring heat. Like, imagine you're pouring gasoline over the topic. I will light the match at the end. Like, just <laughs> do, do me that favor. Pick, we have to pick a side. There's no more on the fence, okay? So how and how are you, are you going to pick who wins? Like, I'm not going to. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're going to vote. Picking together. I'm not going to act like my opinion is greater than anyone else's because, I, frankly, I have opinions that are often batshit crazy, right? Like I'm, I'm like the 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 opposite end of say where Chris is the opposite end where maybe. You know, Matt and Tom, you guys fall a little bit more in the middle and are a little bit more diplomatic oh, about it. I've got That's splinters fair. in my ass but, from sitting on the fence for so long. Yeah. Exactly. I don't want, like, because here's the thing. Like, when we came up with uh, greatest, what was it, greatest songwriter of all time? Is that, is that the, is yeah, that one of the I think thing? so. And then we yeah. all came up with Paul McCartney. It's amazing that that happened. But it's also kind of a shame that we didn't Boring. have a debate about it, right? It was just like, oh, we all agree. That's oh, that's great. So no more on the fence, okay? So that's what I'm asking of you guys for this season and moving forward with the hot takes. So right on. hot What's take for this episode is, can you separate the art from the artist? Obviously, we've had some controversies in the music space in the last uh, in the last year, so I want to mm-hmm. hear your guys' thoughts on that. Is there anyone who feels strongly about this to start? Chris, you're Ooh, up. Chris. Let, let me let me uh, go. Um, <laughs> did you get Chat GPT to write this? For you? I, yes, I should have because I've been sounding like an idiot the last couple. I I told this privately to the group, but I'll tell it to the world. I couldn't even listen to my dumbass comments in the last couple. <laughs> so I'm sure this is gonna. I'm sure this is gonna continue with that. So uh, I'm going with uh, yes, yes, we can. We we clearly do as a society. We just. We forget or don't want to believe it or just push it to the side and go, hey, they're rock stars or hey, they're this or hey, they're that. And my go-to example is always Chris Brown. That guy should have been canceled and thrown out ages ago. And people still love him and applaud for him. And he, they go, yeah, but he has such a great voice. Or yeah, but if you listen to his music... And I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. I listen. I still every once in a while, a Chris Brown song comes on, and I just bob my head and and go. And that's and he's a one of very many, and we can go through a shit ton because I. It's a simple Google search of 
who uh, musicians who are actually horrible people. And there is a shit ton of allegations. Well, this uh, is with this abuse is the, of power. That's a, that's the thing, proven, right? Like, there's there's so allegation. there is so many issues with people in positions of power, and and ninety nine percent of the time it's men. Yes, who are in those positions of power, and they take advantage of that. Yep, and they do things that are frankly not right. Abhorrent. Is yeah. there a line though? Is there a line that can be drawn? For you to say, when, enough, yeah. enough is enough. I, this person has gone too far. Wait, I for, where do you, to where do you draw it? For me, where do you draw, draw it? For me personally? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that. yes. Like, like right for now, example, for example, let's bring it up. Kanye or Kelly. Can yeah, you draw well, a line with those okay, two guys? So. I think I, those I, are two. I don't know if that's apples and oranges. I don't know if that's comparing the same thing, right? No, like one no. is a convic- convicted sex offender Fender. and the other one is is a Nazi. Two, two different things, yeah. right? It's like it's not. Diff- it's yeah, like okay. one 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 is making Nazi remarks. One uh, has been convicted of, so of pedophilia, I, I and so I, I don't think say we this because I brought this up before, where I was at Bonnaroo and R. Kelly played. And I was in the midst of an R. Kelly show and we were at the back and then all of a sudden we made it to the front. And this is what, 2011, 2012. And I was like, didn't think I was an R. Kelly fan. It was in in the moment and it was so good. And that was an enjoyable experience. Now, would I listen to an R. Kelly song? No, he's not on my playlist. I don't own any of his records. So I I would draw the line there. I actually saw a Kanye album in a in a record store for the first time, I saw graduation in there and the U section for a decent price. I didn't buy it. So I like, but, but like, so you can, so you can, I, separate I feel like, I others. feel like, no, but no, I feel that like would be, you, he's I'm not, not separating not the anymore. I'm sorry. That's right. You, you can, yeah. yeah. My argument is I, I can't, but then, um, but as a society we do, right. So you're saying, where do you draw the line? And this is something new, I think, in, in society. But I think most of us don't don't draw that line. There's a, still a ton of people on Reddit, uh, Kanye, who still are fully supporting what he's doing. And um, not to throw my wife under the bus, but she had Kanye on the other day. And she's like, you you have to. You so have she to separated say, it. So you have to separate I, some things. She, he's mentally unwell. Is, she's like, and she's like, he's mentally unwell. Like you, and his early stuff is good. And I'm like. Interesting. Like I skipped a couple songs just because I didn't want the debate. So yeah, I'm going with yes, you can separate it. Lately, um, sorry, yeah, yes, you can separate it. Lately, I've been ha- really struggling with that concept, but I think most of us over time will forget. That's everyone does. Everyone is a hypocrite and an asshole. Yes, and I don't want to sit on the fence. I'm saying yes, Ch- we always forgive. Listen, like Chris, you're talking about... Um, Artists, and you're saying maybe Kanye is getting cancelled, quote unquote, right yep. now because it's really fresh and raw. Yeah. Let's go back to uh, last episode. You were talking about you've been spinning a lot of Chuck Berry, convicted sex offender, spent yep. two years in jail for taking a 14 year old yep. across state lines for quote unquote immoral purposes when he was 33. Jimmy Page Jimmy had a relationship Page. with a 14 year old girl. Elvis Presley was 24 when he ma- when he uh, started a relationship with Priscilla, who was 14. 
Marilyn Manson, these are accusations. You got Ted Nugent with Tyler his right wing comments. Ted Nugent's Kanye insane. with his right wing co- like not only Sam, can Sam, you Sam everyone Cook. does. Sam Cook, Michael, a serial abuser, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, allegations, like we're all hypocrites. Yes. Not only can you, we all do. And like where you, where are you gonna draw the line? You're gonna be like, well, I'm not gonna listen to Kanye, but man, I love Led Zeppelin. Like, what's which one's worse? Like it's really I had I read a lot on this because I really struggled to accept the kind of paradigm that we don't we don't draw the line between art and the artist because if we did what, what you know how much of the music we love would we be thrown out with our moral compass? We said it earlier in the show. There's there's a artists do it to themselves, but we also do it where there's a switch they flick. And I feel like we do that to the artist as well. We, we see the artist on stage as the artist. And then when they're not mm. on stage, even as they're the, the receiver, person. they're the person. And I think, I that's think that's, interesting. I think that's a barrier they put up and good artists or not good artists. I should rephrase that. Some artists have to put that up in order to stay sane or stay because you can't be that big presence all the time. And have that balance. And I think we put that up because we invest so much emotionally into music and into these ideas of these people's being above, being next level, that if we didn't separate them, it would be almost too hurtful to find out that these people are actually horrible, horrible or if not worse than what we actually think. You can't, and you can't just like imagine. Like MJ fans, right? You're talking about all the amazing music he put out. And nothing's, there's no, like he's never convicted of anything. But you can't just turn off how much you love the music. Like I imagine if you're a huge MJ fan, you're not just being like, oh, that part of my life's over. I'm never listening to that again because of all these allegations. Like it's really, I actually read one um, article about a Nielsen streaming. Nielsen does stats and their streaming numbers in some instances, like R. Kelly, um, the surviving R. Kelly, and um, I don't know this rapper, but uh, y- Matt, you would know YNW Melly, mm-hmm. who killed two of his crew members, has been charged with their murder. His numbers went up on streaming platforms. It happens a lot of times. Didn't so he's not, he's not getting cancelled. He's getting like a bump from it. Didn't well, so yeah. when he was the, on murder charges? Mate. Yeah. The band Mayhem that you went to go see, yeah, like right. they they didn't they didn't die a quiet death from being assholes. Like the people loved that, so yeah, people are assholes and hypocrites. Mm-hmm. That's my hot take. Yep, there so, we go. Matt, 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 you've been quiet on on this, and I, I'm interested to hear your point of view because you're a massive Kanye fan. Yeah, let's 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 hear what you have <laughs> so to say I, about this. I myself have a hard time separating artists. From the, the essentially the heinous things that they do, I can't separate the art from the artist and just be like, "Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna pay attention to all this good shit that they're putting out there that I enjoy listening to and stuff, but ignore all this." Like that's just me personally, but I totally agree. As a society, we have very fucking short term memories when it comes to this shit, which drives me insane. Um, and it's not just in music, it's in like everything, everything, everything mm-hmm. these days. And social media is a perfect example. Think about all, like, I don't know how, how 
deep dives you guys go into, um, like the YouTube and, and I would say influencer culture, but all these fucking losers promoting these pump and up scams uh, over the pandemic to all their fans and stuff like that. Like, and they forget and people just move on. And I, I'm sorry, that's just wrong. These people are never held accountable. It, it To me, that's wrong. I have a hard time separating one from the other. Um, you know, look, unfortunately, Kanye is probably the re- most recent example. Like, I've not put on anything Kanye since all this shit started. But again, that's wow. just me personally. Yeah. And yeah. like, I'm a huge fan of his or was anyways, but like I have, yeah. a, like he's put out so much great, great music, but it, it, I have a hard time going back and being like, I want to listen to this song. I do struggle with it though. Cause it's like, Oh, I'm in the mood to listen to this. It's like, ah, but I can't bring myself to do it. R. Kelly's another perfect example. Uh, used yeah. to be a big fan of his back before all this stuff kind of came to light. I could not tell you the, the last time I listened to an R. Kelly song. Um, that's just, but, but again, that's just me. Like everyone's different, right? Like some people have no problem separating one from the other. And I, I think to a degree, it's good that you can separate one from the other. But for me, I, I do struggle with that. I, I, I have a hard time doing that. So, so are Matt, your Kanye records I, for sale or? Honestly, someone could take them <laughs> off my hands. I wouldn't be upset about it. I'm just but, kidding. But Matt, Matt, so so for me, part of the argument that I wanted to make is is exactly what you brought up, is that the glorification of, of celebrities yeah. is it, what happens with these people in positions of power, it becomes a byproduct of society glorifying these celebrities, right? Like, yeah, letting them give, get away with it. We give these artists so much power because of how how much we glorify them as human beings. Like we we set we separate the artists from the art as soon as they become big, right? Mm-hmm. So when we do that, what ends up happening is we glorify them, we put them on these pedestals, which gives them these positions of power. Mm-hmm. And then when they go and abuse mm-hmm. that power, well, what we've done was we've already separated the art from the artist. Yeah. And now we're in this conundrum where it's like, well, you know, a few episodes ago, we, we, you and I, like the debate was, is 808s and Heartbreaks or yeah. is Graduation the greatest album of yeah. the 2000s? Yeah. No kidding. Right? Yeah. And that, that debate still stands. Like it's just, it's kind of an objective fact, right? It's, it's a subjective objective fact. I'm not going really <laughs> yeah, yeah. to, I'm, I'm, I'm with you too, right? Like I, at this point refuse to listen to Kanye. Cause he's cause he's done something that I believe is 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 too far out there. But then I've all but, you're sudden, not, but then you're I've not drawing a line with Led Zeppelin. I've become 100%. a huge hypocrite. Yeah, same. Because yeah. Led Zeppelin continues to be one of my favorite bands. Yeah. And I, I listen to all this about, music from all these Jimmy artists. Page. It's and so and so for me, the, for me, the problem is that as soon as these artists become popular, what we do is regardless of the fact that they've done something wrong, we separate the artist from the art. And because we do that, now they're in this position of power. And when they abuse it, it's impossible for us to then bring it back and to say, okay, I'm done and I'm going to put them in a, in a separate box. Yep. And that's kind of, to me, that's where society kind of fails with, yeah. with glorify, it's like, like glorifying. And, and, like, and it's the same thing you said, talking about like influencers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, celebrity like culture. Just yeah. celebrity culture that we've, we've, we've created, created is, the, yeah. is the toxic environment that creates the environment 
for stuff like that to happen. And yeah, so that's, the wine stains yeah, and you know exactly. all that disgusting shit. Yeah, so, so basically, like we should, we shouldn't separate the art from the exactly. artist, but as a society, we can't help but do it. We can't help but and, do it. And yeah. we do, like, constantly. And again, I wonder why. I would like to know. I want, I want a, like, a psychologist to, this is, this is when you, you know, we have a guest speaker to speak on this. Well, you, Dan's, I feel like Dan's nailed it, right? Like, you, you, the yeah. cult of celebrity, you put yeah. this person but, in this godlike status and gods can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. I want to know the brain, like, exactly. there must be studies on this. I want to know the, the scientific evidence behind it. They're, sure they're for sure are. They're for yeah. sure are. Well, that, Chris, that's your homework for... I think part Chris of it Holmes. is like <laughs> you're Chris homework. Come on, got <laughs> enough. Just Sorry, Matt. four cards. The way Matt, I look at ahead. it is, it's like so. Kind of going back to what you're saying there, Chris. Like, why would this happen? I think and part of the reason why I said, you know, it's kind of good that people can separate one from the other because it's part of something you enjoy. It's part of something that you love, right? Like, we all love music. We all take it in daily. You're essentially trying to like essentially you'd be removing a part of something that brings you so much joy in your life, right? So, so here's here's the thing. Yes, Matt, you you triggered something there and it was the idea of they put out music um but it, it it's it's theirs, yes. It's that artist, but it also becomes yours because you connect it to certain things. Yeah, so it's like a dopamine just, hit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm connecting I, like again, whenever I hear "Good Morning" by Kanye West, I put myself. I know the exact moment when I heard that song yeah. for the first time. It takes you and back, it puts, and it and and it becomes my song. That moment is my my little song. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with Kanye. Uh, someone else could be singing it who is an, an idiot or whatever. But like, yeah, it brings me to that moment. So I think it's because we invest so much emotionally into that, and we connect yeah. it to parts of our lives. It, which is the same way you have like breakup albums, right? Mm-hmm. The artist might not have written as, that as a breakup album, um, but you connect it to to that, right? So I think we emotionally invest a lot. Which yeah, Dan, and you think you were sorry. I was going to say was that now you're trying to remove that piece from yourself. Like that's not an easy it. thing to do. Yeah. Yes, I get. Exactly. I get what you're saying now. I, I will say this too, though. Like even if you know Kanye's definitely taken a hit in you know currently in terms of. You know, as you're saying, there's some people getting rid of his albums or not listening to him. I did see some stats around his sales are, and radio play are down, like significantly, like 13%. US Airplay is down 13%. This was from late last year. Sales are down 17.5% worldwide. I, I, I can't remember the source on that. But mm-hmm. even if he takes a short-term hit, I think that it will be short term. People have short memories and they'll come back to him when there's less heat on, oh, you're listening to Kanye, that guy's a dickhead, you know, why are you doing that? Fucking knob, we got a small dickhead. I also think there's the opportunity for him to reflect and at some point come out and say these things that, you know, address the wrongs that he's done and say, you know, I'm working on myself. Yeah. And none of this is okay. And, you know, I want to be a better person. And then I think there is the option for artists to kind of address the reasons that they've been quote unquote cancelled Mm -hmm. and absolve, you know, depending on what they've done, absolve themselves from that. And that, yeah, you, 
actually, that's a really good point. Like some accountability and contrition would be nice, right? Like I'm yeah. not, like me myself, I'm not a big fan of cancel culture. We're all human. We all fuck no. up. We all make mistakes. But yeah. like the debate here is like, can you draw that line? You know what I mean? And he's, I mean, he's leaning into it. He's not even, there's yeah. no mea culpa. He's like, there's. Mad dropped out of the recording. His interface caught fire. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Whoa, you, you just said yeah a lot. Uh, if that's in the <laughs> yeah, recording, yeah, yeah. If, if that's in the recording, that's how we have to end it. Just let's just oh, end okay, it. I mean, that's, that's, also, that's also a great soundbite for Matt's. Matt's <laughs> no, that was, ama- that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Matt really agreed with that point. I think I think we're starting to go in circles. So let's let's wrap up. Yeah, let's let's wrap up once Matt gets back on. Yeah. But I will say this. I made such a good point that I broke Matt. (laughs) Good one, Tom. You always have the zingers. Let's uh Dan, you are the hot take master. You are the uh the, the overseer of the debate expectations. So what do you reckon? Where are we landing here? Yeah, so I think, I think we've, all, we've all made the, the, a great point, right? I, I, it's, not, it's next to impossible for us to separate art from the artist because that's, that's what happens. It's like Chris made a great point where as, you know, as soon as art becomes popular, it's, it's no longer the artist's, right? It becomes a product of society and we take it and it becomes ours, and we can really do whatever we want with it. And by separating the art from the artist, it kind of takes us away from that wrongdoing and says, this is no longer yours, this is ours. So, you know... So we fuck, give ourselves a leave. Fuck you. Yes. Yeah, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's still ours. But it's also, it's there is a line to be drawn, right? Like sometimes there are heinous acts that are done that you just, you just cannot support that artist anymore. And I think it... You, it's it's important for us to say, okay, yeah, like this artist clearly has done something so bad that like I'm not going to buy any more of their merchandise. Mm. I'm not going to go to any more of their shows. I'm not going to support them in any way. But it doesn't it doesn't uh, it doesn't make their music that they already put out to be bad. Like Thriller is an all time great album, even though Michael Jackson was a predator. Like Led Zeppelin made some great records, even though Jimmy Page was a pedophile. Like. It's it really oh, it's, sucks. Uh, it, it sounds so no dirty when you say, say it like that. It's it, like I don't want to listen well, to that's, Zeppelin anymore. I know, but well, there you go, right? Like so that that's all I'm going to think about now. Yeah, no, it's, but, it, but good, it, but good. It needs to be. It, it, needs, it needs to, to be, be aired there. and, and acknowledged, and we need to say we need to it's acknowledge not okay. Exactly. Yeah, it's not okay to use your celebrity god status to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, absolutely. That and that's what we need to figure out as a society is to is to end this this glorification of celebrities because that's what happens. We give them so much power by glorifying them when at the end of the day, they're just, they're exactly like us. They're humans. And by giving, by giving them power, we give them the ability to do stuff like that under behind the scenes. Thank God we're living in a time where it's a lot easier to catch these people. Getting, getting brought to light more. Right? It's yeah. getting brought to light, especially because the balance of power is at least changing a mm. little bit, right? Not, not quite to where it needs to be, but. Yeah, you know that's, so where, that's where, that empowerment. Yeah, yeah. So where we're saying what we're saying is we shouldn't separate art from the artist. We recognize that it does happen, but just as a society, we need to be 
more critical and more we need to hold people to account more for their actions. It's as simple as I, that. I, I would I I want to I want to reiterate that we automatically separate the art from the artist yes. as soon as we yeah. hear it. And because of that, we get these issues and it's impossible for us to bring it back because we've already made that separation. Yeah. Mm. That's kind so of the final a, point that, yeah. I, that I was making. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a defense That's mechanism. A, yeah, okay. Yeah. This is a good hot take. Like it, it's not a comfortable thing to talk about and it's... Like it's not like a this or that, but it's nope. a good, you know, I f- sometimes I feel like hot take is like the four of us, it's you're sitting at a pub with your friends and someone says, hey, what about this in the music thing? And then you just hash it out, right? Yes. There is no right answer here, right? Like it's, nope. we're trying to navigate this uncomfortable yeah. question, right? Because it because it's like I said, there's a, there's a very thin line that exists for everybody. Like Lee listened to Kanye. Like I haven't been able to listen to Kanye for months and- I don't know how long it's going to be until I can go back to it, and and I, I it's it's okay that she did. I'm not saying it's wrong. She she sent me but, a text message that just said, "What the fuck was that?" So <laughs> somebody may have to cut that sewered, out. You sewered your wife. Fuck <laughs> yeah! Every that, time that is a heinous act. <laughs> I was just trying to make the point of that, that we do it. Even I did it. I, like, I know, let, let a song go through it. I'm not 100%. saying she did it alone. Just um, course, Chris. Throw under the bus, Palumbo. He's always throwing some family member under the bus. The people, the people I love, you know, because they can handle it. Rest in peace, Chris Palumbo. Born on August 31st, he was a loving father, friend, and husband. He passed away suddenly due to trash talking his wife. He will be sadly missed. Right. Chris, we're, we're trying to grow this podcast, and you're and you're getting people to separate this art from you, the artist. <laughs> you know, like, Cancel me by the things family. that you do. <laughs> don't, uh, All right. don't listen. That was to a good one. <laughs> but most importantly, today's episode was about women who rock, and there were some killer albums in there: Ella Fitzgerald, The Supremes, The Yeah Yeah Yeahs, Amel and the Sniffers. Check those out. Bangers. We'll have the. The playlist is also on the episode page. Give them a listen. Send us, send us your women who rock. Send us your thoughts on whether you should, should or can separate the art from the artist. Send us our hate mail. Send us your letter about cancelling Chris. Yep. Like Until next guy. time, make sure you like and subscribe. Keep on digging and spinning. And he's, I mean, he's leaning into it. He's not even... There's yeah, no yeah, mea yeah, culpa. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, there's. Well, you you just said yeah a lot. Uh, if that's in the <laughs> yeah, recording, yeah, yeah. If, if that's in the recording, <laughs> that's how we have to end it. Just let's just. Oh, end okay, it. I mean, that's, that's also that's also a great soundbite for Matt's. Matt's <laughs> no, that was amazing. That was amazing. The groovy guys are Tom Kennedy, Dan Lozier, Chris Palumbo, and Matt Carvalho, with your host Tom Kennedy. Music by Dan Lozier, post-production by Matt, and album art by Chris.